Weekly Lost Podcast, episode number 173. Hey, cool, you fixed it. Don't expect anything. The chances of getting a signal are slim at best. Static's good, right? No. Reception is good. Wait, what's that? It's Russo's signal. But this radio has a wider bandwidth. (laughs) That's what you call a party in a podcast. Hold it! Stop, do you hear that? Welcome to the weekly Lost Edition of the Generally Speaking Production Network. Now, here are your hosts, Stephanie and Cliff. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And Stephanie, I'm so glad to have you join me for this episode of the Weekly Lost Podcast. I know you're not going to be here every single week, but I'm very honored to have you join me for this one because you know what? I I got a lot of feedback and I need some help reading these seven pages worth of notes that I have in front of me. Okay. Now, this feedback goes all the way back, well, to the summertime. (laughs) And I still even have more feedback to share in in other episodes however i'm i am hoping and and praying that you guys out there listening will certainly call in some new feedback something fresh insightful and stuff like that but uh whatever whatever the case may be we have definitely got a lot of listener feedback and so we're gonna just start right off with that now yes colonel lock this line secure line secure go ahead Hey, Cliff, Stephanie, Toy. This is Michelle from Texas. This is Kim from Indiana. Josh from California. Jennifer from Florida. Sam in Tucson. Kimberly from California. Paul in Memphis, Tennessee. Listener feedback. Target area is acquired. We are a go. Roger that. All right, everybody, let's go ahead and start off with Andrew from the UK. Stephanie, you want to start this one off or you want me to... You start. All right. Dear Cliff, I've been a fanatical fan of Lost since episode one. Really enjoy listening to the Weekly Lost podcast. Fantastic chemistry and banter between yourself and Stephanie makes excellent listening. Some people do like that banter. Some not so much. much. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) but far more like it than not as a result of these massive numbers of downloads, which we thank you for. All right. So have really enjoyed listening to your end of season parties over the past two seasons. I would really like to come along to an end of season party before loss finishes. So time is running out. Have you made any plans for future for the future as regards to end of season parties? Have you a friend with a TV shop in Hawaii? Uh, I haven't discussed my plans with my wife yet. Also, we'll we'll whisper the rest of this. She doesn't watch Lost. Oh well, she probably doesn't listen to this podcast then. So anyway, uh, but I do love her. Oh well, that's that's good. That's good to know. It, it's so nice that you can love her in spite of the fact that she doesn't watch Lost. Uh, she won't be able to travel to the USA as we have a let's see, twelve month old twins who don't like Lost either. Can't say that I blame them. Oh, goodness. So anyway, have you had any idea as regards to the dates for the end of season parties as I will need to uh, provisionally book any annual leave? 
Uh, would you be able to offer advice regarding accommodation options near uh, nearer the time? Keep up the good work. Andrew Little, uh, who is from Manchester, United Kingdom. And Andrew is also one of our plus members. So Sweet. thank you so much for that. Thank you. Uh, but Andrew, the answer to your question is absolutely we are certainly going to have some end of season parties and what? But, um, last weekend, I was on the Geekish Chic podcast-a-thon to raise awareness and money for breast cancer. And they were asking me the same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah, if we were going to have. And I'm like, I'm sure we are. I guess we should, you know, probably start talking about it amongst ourselves, um, being you and I, mm-hmm. so that we could, you know, talk to the people at the place. So that we could let people know so they could plan accordingly. Absolutely. In because fact, it's rumored to be coming back on February 4th. Right. And as soon as we have some confirmation, some solid uh, set in stone date, we will. Well, let's just put it this way. Here, Here's what I can tell you. And this is a career for us. This is full time. This is this is our full time gig. And and lost is. The, well, actually, it, it's now tied with the full time mom, but it, it is among the best. It is among, among the most popular shows. You don't think that's just because Lost is on hiatus? It might be. I think it probably <laughs> is. But anyway, the thing is, is that we from this point forward, I think, Stephanie, is it OK with you if we make a commitment right here, right now, saying that season five premiere, we're having a party here in northern Kentucky season finale of season five finale we're having a party here in northern kentucky season six premiere we're having a party here in northern kentucky season six uh finale we're having a party we don't know undisclosed location at this time right we've already talked about that right but not hawaii the only reason not Hawaii because they'll all be gone. That's what I was thinking. It's it's, it's not going to be Hawaii because right. It's like th- those places. Everybody are all gone. they've all packed up and left and which the only the only redeeming quality for Hawaii that I can see, Stephanie. I think I know where you're going. Is the fact that we have some friends in Hawaii. Yes, who also podcast about Lost. This yes, they do that know all of the shooting locations. Yes, and could why couldn't the premiere party be? In Hawaii. Well, because by the premiere of season six, they'll still be shooting and we would not probably be able to access all the same locations mm-hmm. and stuff. So I don't know. The, season six was the, the, the actual series finale. I've never been to Hawaii. I know. I know. And it would be a great business expense, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Ryan and Jen would put us up on their couch. Yeah. No, because for a trip like that, we'd probably take the kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. taking the kids. Okay. They got three of their own. That's that's true. That's true. All right. So anyway, the here here's the thing. Go ahead and plan on as soon as you know that because whatever the date is of the premiere, we're having a party. And exactly. I I have I'm about ninety nine point nine nine percent positive that Entertainment Solutions is going to host anything that we ask them to host. If they don't, and I if, would host it. Well, the thing is, yeah, if, if they don't, we will have a location. I mean, it, there's no doubt um, it is a proven track record <laughs> that we have a demand for this party. 
And the last two times we did it, the first time we did it, it was an ice storm predicted. And I think we had 30 some odd people show up. And the last time we did it, we had about 40 people show up. And so my guess is that it's only going to get bigger and more people are going to come up. And and the fact is, is, we've had people come from all over the country, all over the world. And and so, Andrew, we would love to have you join us. So go ahead and plan on coming for season five. Uh, premiere party or finale party or season six uh, premiere uh, as far as the finale the series finale we're just not sure where that one is the rest of them though are all here northern kentucky guaranteed and if you want some local places uh just email me or actually no 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 we'll we'll start some something up in the forum gspn.tv slash forum and we will put the accommodations in stuff like that in the forum Right. You know, hotels and stuff that's really close by. All right. So anyway, how awesome is that? Now I have to write myself a note. Um, Let's see here. Forum party info. Okay. There we go. Sharon Wong. Stephanie, will you read that for me, please? Dear Cliff, I'm Sharon from Hong Kong. I've been listening for about a year now and just wanted to say that I love your Lost podcast. I started just by listening to the Grey's Anatomy ones, which led to the Lost one and now onto my fave, My Crazy Life. I like it so much that I've went back and started from the beginning. Oh my gosh. I'm (laughs) I'm on what, episode 317 now? Yes. (laughs) Also, I was listening to the second last lost podcast and heard you mention something about Kate's wrists. Mm -hmm. The part where you said they were raw and red from something that happened with Ben at the dinner by the beach. It was a deleted scene I saw on YouTube which showed what happened. She was given some clothes to change into after the shower and it was in this locker area And she was trying to free herself from the handcuffs on the edge of the locker doors, but failed desperately. Hence the red scratches to her wrist. Hope you have a hope you have a great day. Best regards, Sharon. Stephanie, have you ever seen that deleted scene? No. Would you like to see it now? Sure. All right. Okay, so if anybody else wants to see this, you can. It's I didn't find it on YouTube, but I did find it on this thing called Daily Motion because somebody else sent in a very similar email, and it was uh, Walter Bernie, I believe, who wrote in and gave me a direct link to the video uh, on Daily Motion. However, if you want to see it, all you have to do is go to gspn.tv/forum and then go down to the loss section, and you'll see general loss discussions and then right near the top i'm sure depending on how soon you hear this episode you will see deleted scenes showing why kate's hands are red and so i'm going to play just a little clip of this here real quick and we'll kind of it's a lot of just really it's a lot of um sound there's not a whole lot of things that's going to make it very pleasurable to hear on the audio form so kate is now what she got on her hand there She's putting some shampoo on her wrists to kind of lubricate her wrist to try to get the the uh, handcuffs off. And she's trying really hard. All right. And so obviously not able to do it. 
and now she is trying to she's putting the handcuffs up on a locker door and trying to rip her hands out she's literally holding her the whole entire weight of her body up on the locker so much ooh that hurt that the locker door broke and she fell backwards onto the ground over the bench in the locker room you need to check out the video itself but it certainly answers the question why are Kate's wrists red and so yeah absolutely and then the yep, f- she's allergic to the shampoo <laughs> that's what it is I like that was funny thanks that was really good. Uh, Eric Fisher wrote Glad in. I could amuse you. In the forum. He says, hey, um, this was a deleted scene, scene on the season three disc. Uh, it's funny how much um, how much we overthought the whole why are her rest, wrists all bruised or red thing. Uh, she's in with the others or what did they do to her were some common responses. How many other so-called quote-unquote mysteries would be cleared up if we just saw a deleted scene? Hmm. Cliff on the forum replied, no doubt. <laughs> Cliff did. <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> All right. I'd share that. Mark wrote on our somewhere, I think this was an email, John Locke came from the island stating that Oceanic 6 don't need to keep the secret any longer. The question is, therefore, not why is Walt keeping Locke's secret? Rather, it is why is Locke keeping the secret? Hmm. You were speculating that Daniel Faraday and the others in the Zodiac and possibly Jen were close enough to the island to have been pulled along when the island moved. If this were so, why weren't the why wasn't the helicopter which was traveling between the ship and the island also pulled along? Hmm, interesting. The only thing I could say there is maybe because it was up in the air. I don't maybe. know. Anyway, maybe because the script wasn't written that way. I, yeah, who knows? Anyway, just to make up something from left field, and of course we've never done that here before. How about the following wild idea? The whispers, which have been so far often heard, seem to be intelligible when pl- or intelligible when played backwards. And we know that time past is not the same for everyone. So why can't there be others on the island for whom time flows backwards? They know what's to come in the future, which is their past. But they wouldn't have yet experienced what's in our past. And of course, they speak backwards you know i am going to play a little clip here because it's an interesting theory that's all i have to say about that i mean that is it's interesting and it's certainly in left field and it goes right up there with uh among the most interesting that i've heard so jeff melson wrote in (laughs) what nothing what go ahead no you tell me what you why are you laughing because you're funny why am I funny? Because you didn't read the last part of Mark's email. Oh, we'll read it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just skipped right over it, and I thought it was funny. Read the last part, Stephanie, please. Finally, <laughs> Stephanie is always right, <laughs> which I happen to disagree with, but I thought it was really funny that Cliff skipped over it. That's right. All right. Now, the next feedback I have, this is an old clip, and in, I, in fact, I think we even... Um, 
played this once before in the loss, the weekly loss podcast, but this is worth playing again. Uh, and he wrote an email, uh, Jeff did saying, you know, Hey, you were talking one day in one of your podcasts where, you know, some people get really involved in lost in these theories and they, and, and it, I, I'm sure, I just wonder if there are people who just wake up in the middle of the night and say, oh my gosh, I need to go blog about a theory. I'm sure there are. And so Stephanie, I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive we played it before, but you know what? It's worth playing again because this is a great parody commercial. Can you Millions turn it my of way? people suffer from an addiction to the award-winning TV series Lost. Whatever, call it this time again. The intricate and mysterious plotline even haunts them in their sleep. What is this smoke monster? But now, there's hope. Have you seen this? Thanks stuff? to perspective, no. thousands are experiencing relief and a return to normalcy. Now that I've got perspective, I understand that a loss is just a television program that has no real impact on my life. Right? Perspective is formulated <laughs> to help sure. you understand that any connection you feel with Lost is based on your emotions being manipulated by J.J. Abrams and his team of sinister writers. Perspective is not for everyone. Pregnant women and children under 12 are not capable of having perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Last year, I skipped my daughter's birthday because it fell on the same day as the season finale of Lost. But this year, we're going to watch it together. Thank you, Perspective. Perspective is available from anyone who lived through the Great Depression. Possible side effects include realizing that you don't really need an HDTV or a boat to be happy. Thanks to Perspective, all is not lost. That is good stuff. That's my problem. I'm not a casual viewer. I just have perspective. <laughs> that is awesome stuff. Thank you so much, Jeff Melson, for sending that in. And he sent that That's in funny. Qu- quite some time ago. Next up, we have a voicemail from our great friend, Evan Ag, who is also from Ag Design, AGEEDesign.com. So he's awesome over there. So, Evan, let's see what you have to say. Hey, it's Evan from Richmond, Indiana, uh, calling in for the Weekly Lost Podcast. I just wanted to thank you for putting out another episode of the uh, Weekly Lost Podcast. I'm a huge fan of the show, um, huge fan of your podcasts, and a huge fan of the Plus membership. I really appreciate you giving uh, those of us who are really diehard fans the ability to have access to more and more of those shows. And uh, definitely recommend it to anyone that's on the fence about it. It's, it's well worth it. But I uh, just wanted to tell you guys thanks. I'm sorry that you couldn't uh, get into the Lost ARG, uh, but um, I'd love to hear if there's anyone else out there that has some information on it. Uh, please share it and uh, let us know what you think. So uh, have a great day, and I'll talk to you all later. All right, Evan, thank you so much. And Stephanie, I don't know if, how much you know about this, but I went to try to do the Lost ARG for the Weekly Lost podcast, and I missed it by days. They had cut it all off. Really? Yes. They had done all their assessment tests and um, they like just like four or five, six days or whatever before I went in to start recording. They had cut it off and said, okay, we're, we'll let you know how the results go. But for right now, recruitment has been closed. So uh, I, I, I titled the last episode of the Weekly Loss podcast, Dharma Hates Procrastinators. So, but also I'm going to tell you Dharma hates cheaters too. 
And that's what I did find out. I did some digging. I did some searching. And I did come back with some more information for you folks who were interested in at least hearing just a little bit about what the Lost R-A-G or ARG sounded like. And this comes from like right around the just after it really got up and running. Uh, Hans uh, von Egen or whatever his name is. He's going to say his name here in just one second. But anyway, he kind of gave the recruits. He kind of was the face of Dharma. He is there human resources guy or whatever and he kind of lets you know how the recruitment program is going and here's just a little clip that they played on the site at one time namaste my name is hans von egen many of you will already know me i am the dharma initiative's head of recruiting as well as the architect of the aptitude tests you have been undertaking in the last few weeks Although we are not yet halfway through the plan program, I am happy to report that the progress of the general cohort is, in my studied opinion, extremely encouraging. Indeed, some of the results from the first two assessments have been nothing less than stunning. It is reassuring that recruits have managed to deliver such excellent results despite numerous attempts by this so-called black swan to undermine the testing program. You are to be commended for your discipline. Keep up the good work and avoid contact with any insights distributed by this individual. I have reported your progress to my superiors and they are suitably encouraged. I look forward to your future efforts. Namaste. All right. His S's are painful. Yeah. They're like, it's like a whistle. (laughs) And I think that it's probably deliberate. You think so? I feel bad for all the people that are listening to this with their earbuds in who are going to hear his whistling. Like, oh, it it was painful. Okay. I'm sorry about that. No, it's not your fault. It's Maybe I, I know can that do I have things. It, I'm sure it's not your. I'm sure it's not your fault, but um, you know, and I know that there are things about my voice that drive number one myself crazy, and number two other people crazy. But that was, it was very. It was like a very high pitched whistle when he said his s's, and so when he would say, there was a time when he was like saying a lot of them back. It it, it hurt. Wow. Anyway. So anyway, you could hear a couple little different things like it sounded like it was kind of breaking up for yep. a second and some static. And of course, if you were watching the video, you would have seen like little staticky things on the screen. Of course, if you screen, if you screen grabbed one of those frames, they had stuff hidden in it. Anyway, um, I've got one other little uh uh, clip to play for you here and it was very interesting right around the end people are waiting patiently some impatiently when are we going to get the last assessment and so here is a clip for those folks namaste my recruits i trust you are well i am sure many of you were expecting to undertake the seventh and final test in the volunteer recruitment program well i take the great pleasure seventh. in revealing that you have already completed this most challenging exam I realize this may be a surprise to some, so let me share with you the title of the test. Perhaps it will help explain this unexpected turn of events. The Integrity, Honor, and Honesty Assessment. Throughout the volunteer recruitment program, recruits were covertly supplied with cheat codes, which, if utilized, provided an unfair advantage in the testing procedure. These codes were distributed by the ever-persistent Black Swan. 
Despite repeated warnings to ignore Black Swan's communications, a significant proportion of recruits exploited these codes. Hmm. However, what these recruits did not understand was that Black Swan's codes were also a test. A test I have been orchestrating since the very beginning of recruitment. A test of their integrity. I, of course, am Black Swan. This deception was always part of my design for the recruitment process. It is not in my nature to behave in this way, but in this situation, it was necessary. The Dharma Initiative has been betrayed by those close to it before. We had to take seriously the possibility it could happen again. I must admit, however, that I never anticipated how many talented recruits would be so easily tempted. How many would be without integrity, honor, or honesty? As a result, these recruits have failed the seventh test. Furthermore, their future in the Dharma Initiative is also under review. For those of you who did not resort to using the code, you have naturally passed the integrity test. You are to be commended for your honesty. The officials reviewing your results will look very favorably on this outcome. Congratulations. This document contains the raw data collected from all recruits during the testing procedures. Individual test scores, cumulative scores, averages, groups, Dharma points, cheat codes utilized. It is all here. And there are a number of observations I could make from just a preliminary examination of the test data. But that would be improper. As stipulated by official procedure, your results will now go to the Dharma Initiative's Recruit Evaluation Panel for review, the outcome of which will determine your role within the Dharma Initiative's current project. On behalf of the Dharma Initiative, I would like to thank you all for your efforts over the last seven weeks. The final decision regarding your position within upcoming research activities will now be left in the hands of my superiors. Results will be released after December 15. Good luck to you all. And as the great French philosopher Jean-Jacques Rousteau argued, patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. All righty. So, That what time wasn't so bad. Yeah, I think that... You can tell that they were recorded at two different times. Mm-hmm. So... It sounds to me like Hans von Egen lacks integrity, honor, and honesty himself, pretending to give clues and enticing recruits. I question his integrity. Okay. Mr. Hans von Egen. Anyway, so (laughs) I'm just a little bitter about not getting in. But that's my own fault. Yes. It is. All right. So let's go on to uh, Kimball from Arizona, who is up next. Hey, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Kimball from Arizona. Just listening to your latest Weekly Lost podcast, and I had just an idea. Uh, Just one of the things that I really love about this show is this concept of uh, there's something ancient about this island and, you know, everything from the four-toed statue. I, I think the four-toed statue and the the room where Ben called Smokey from and the frozen donkey wheel, you know, those rooms have, you know, all those hieroglyphics on them. I think that's all kind of connected. I think they were, these rooms were built uh, by the original inhabitants, the four-toed people, if you will, and that... Um, Dharma found this island and found these things and built their structures on top of them 
to continue to study the, these, you know, phenomena. And I think that um, Jacob, my theory is that Jacob is part of this original group, the, the original inhabitants that built these things. And I think that Ben knows about them because Jacob, you know, explained these things, that these are things that my people built, uh, which is why he, how he knew that the, you know, frozen donkey wheel was behind the, um, that Dharma, uh, you know, the bunny transporter room. Or so uh, I don't know. Still, I don't know why Jacob is trapped in that cabin, um, but I think that that's that's who he is, and that he's communicated these things to Ben. And um, anyway, we'll see how that goes from here. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, Kimball. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, I I would say that the 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 science fiction is what you know the mystery of of being able to move the island and. And the possibility of time being different and bent and transport, all those things, those are really what draws me in. But I do, I do, I like the concept. I like the agent theme of the island, you know, and, and some things, there's still some questions that, that are left to be answered, such as, you know, what is the origin of the statue? What, where did it come from? Um, you know, why does this figure only have four toes? Um why is the rest of the statue missing? Was it just never completed? Did it fall because of an earthquake? Where is the rest of the statue? Uh, you know, if if it was ever there, obviously, uh, is the statue? Is it like is it built at the same time as the ruins in the temple, or is it older or newer? You know, what was the statue meant to be of, or who was it supposed to represent? You know, the, these are a lot of things. So I, I I hope they address that statue in season five and season six somewhere throughout there. Um, it, it definitely is something that's very intriguing to me as well. All right. Next okay. up, we have Bob from Seattle, and he has a phone call with a theory of his own. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Bob in the Seattle area. And uh, this is in regards to the last podcast, and I have a theory, and my theory is I think that the frozen donkey wheel is a frozen uh, polar bear wheel, and uh, they train the polar bear to turn the wheel, and that's how the polar bear ends up in Tunisia where Ben went. Okie dokie. All right. I think that that sounds very interesting. Yeah, it would make sense. The, of course, what that reminds me of, Bob, is the the fact that Charlotte says something about um, something about home. What was that she said in the finale? Do you remember that she said something about Dan, to Daniel Faraday? She said something about I've been trying all my life to get back home. Do you something okay. something to that? Yeah. Anyway, the fact is, is that Charlotte was the one who did, of course, find the trying polar bear. To find where I come from. Trying. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was looking at the Wikipedia or Lostpedia site. It says an expedition site in the middle of the desert where they find bones of a polar bear. Her associate wonders if it's some kind of dinosaur. But Charlotte says the bones are a few million years newer than that. Her associate then questions its authenticity, claiming that it must be a hoax. Charlotte, instead of studying the polar bear, goes digging around it and quickly finds a collar that has a Hydra sign on it. Associating the dead bear with the Dharma initiative, she smiles looking at it. So there's something. Now, that is something I want to know more about. 
I want to really get I'm I'm really liking Charlotte. And and I remember really hating Charlotte there for a little bit, but now I'm really liking her. Okay. And was wasn't her and Juliet didn't they have a big fight? Wasn't that the two of them when they were fighting over the gas or whatever? Anyway. Yes. All right. You're looking like you're falling asleep over there. We should maybe wrap um, this up. No, shortly. I'm I'm not falling asleep. My eye is my contact is bothering me, so my, my eye is watering a lot. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and take another phone call. This one coming in from Amanda in Michigan. Hi, this is Amanda calling from Michigan, and this message could go for any shows because it's really about GSPN in general. I haven't been able to get in the site um, lately at work, so that means no podcast, no forum, no whatever wonderful things I'm used to during the day, popping in to see if Cliff is working or joining the full-time mom. And it's back now, so I'm very happy, but I just wanted to call to say how much I missed Cliff and Stephanie and all of you in the GSPN community. Wow. I mean, you've become a big part of my life, and I really appreciate it. And just want to say hello and keep up the good work. And wow. I mean, it's so true. You don't know what you have until it's gone. So, yeah. Thank goodness Twitter was still working. Twitter, when Twitter works. Anyway, have a great day. I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Amanda, we are so glad that you're a part of our life as well and that you are such an active part of our community. It's such a blessing to hear your voicemails, to get your emails, to see you in the gspn.tv slash forum and on Twitter and all those other wonderful places. So we are, we missed you while you were gone. Trust me. The whole forum was not the same without you. And and I'm not just saying that, really, honestly. All right. So, uh, Stephanie, next up, we have a phone call from Adam in Ohio. Do you remember us talking about a movie or somebody talking about a movie called Solaris? Yeah. What was that in regards to? Do you remember? No. Okay. Well, here's what Adam had to say about Solaris. Hi, Cliff and Stephanie. This is Adam from Ohio. I'm calling him for the Lost Podcast. And I was just calling because someone else called in about the movie Solaris. And uh, you were asking if it was a sci-fi movie, and yes, it is. It's actually a remake of a uh, 70s Russian movie by uh, Andrei Tartakovsky. And, uh, you know, he was often thought of, like, the Russian equivalent of Kubrick, and that movie was kind of the his answer to 2001. But um, personally, I, I think the, the original, if you can, you know, handle subtitles and, you know, kind of a dark, quiet movie, I, I'd prefer the, the original one to the, uh, the George Clooney one. And they, they changed a couple things, but, uh, uh, you know, but basically, uh, it's pretty much the same movie, and, but I think it was done better originally. And uh, I don't know. So just giving you guys some information about that. It's a good sci-fi movie. Bye. All right, Adam. Thank you so much for your call. And Solaris, it's a movie I guess I'll have to check out. Okay. You know, we'll have to, maybe we'll we'll rent that one weekend. And if it's science fiction, we probably might like it. So We might. All right. Next up, Stephanie, I have a little bit of stuff here in our show notes. And Lauren, somebody who listens to our podcast and has for quite some time, She sent us the following email. She says, hey, Cliff, I love listening to you and Steph on the Lost Podcast. Y'all are great. I love that she says y'all. Anyway, uh, actually, she says anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to send you a link to my blog in case you ever want to hear my crazy theories. And of course we do. 
Anyway, just posted my predictions for the finale tonight. Obviously, this is written to us a long time ago. I'd love to know what y'all think. Have a blessed day, Lauren. Lauren, thank you so much. And you know what? I apologize that you wrote this. She actually wrote this to me the day of the finale. Okay. Before the finale aired. And she gave me a link to her blog. And I finally, today got the opportunity to sit down and go to her blog and read through and and see what some of her friends had had theories on and stuff like that. But um, she asked herself some questions and she asked her friends some questions. Uh, Will anyone die? If so, who Uh, will we see any? uh, Will we see how the Oceanic Six get off the island? If so, how do they all come together? And she asked some other questions. So what I'd like to do, Stephanie, is I'm going to ask the first question and you will you read her prediction and we'll discuss how she did as far as what we what we remember of the finale. So the first question, will anyone die? If so, who? What did she say? Well, what lost finale is complete without someone dying. My predictions, Jen, Michael and sorry to say Desmond. Okay, freeze. Uh, Jin, uh, maybe. Question mark. Michael, definitely. Right. Desmond, no. No, he got to Penny. Right. And he got to stay with Penny. Right. All right. So go ahead, Steph. Okay. Um, my reasoning for Jin, son told her father that he was one person that was responsible for Jin's death. I don't think she would have gone that far to cover it up if he was really still alive on the island. Um, the other person... Kimi. Kimi, but I'll get to that later. Okay. Um, reasoning for Michael. By the end of the episode, the island should be done with him and allow him to die. Reasoning for Desmond. He finally got to tell Penny he loves her and she to him. And we all know that when a character finds redemption on this on this show, it's Sayonara. As much as I hate to see him go. Plus, he said he would never go back to the island and he's not with the Oceanic Six. So I think the freighter will explode and these three, among random others, will be on it when it does so. She called the explosion. Mm -hmm. She definitely got Michael spot on. She may have gotten Jin, but uh, the only thing is, and and I'm glad she was wrong, but I, I, she, boy, if if I would have read this before seeing the finale, I would have agreed with everything she wrote. It it, it seemed odd that they let us actually complete a love story and and Desmond and Penny live happily ever after. And which makes me wonder, is this the last that we see of Desmond and Penny? I don't know. We obviously know that Ben is on the lookout for Penny. Mm -hmm. He's going to he's threatened to kill her. Mm-hmm. So Desmond will kill Ben first. You think so? Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see how that goes. All right. The second question, Stephanie. Uh, will we see how the Oceanic Six get off the island? If so, how do they all come together? Okay. Yes. Here's how. So Ben distracts Kimi and his men. Locke goes into the orchid. Hurley is by himself as the others and Kate and Saeed walk up. While the others work to get Ben away from Kimi, Jack and Sawyer swoop in, grab Kate, Saeed, and Hurley, and meet up with Frank, who flies them to the freighter. Kimi sees them fly off, then starts the timer. Okay, okay, then starts the timer to the explosives on the boat by the crazy contraption on his arm, because he's mad. Um, 
Jen and Michael see the timer going, make the make the Oceanic Six get on the raft, and freighter explodes. And the Oceanic Six are found by the Coast Guard, even though they were trying to get back to the island. More on that for the last question. All right. And I, I very, very imaginative stuff there. But who would have thought that they would have been picked up by Penny? That's cool. That was cool. I mean, that's just really cool. That was cool. All right. What happened with the freighters or with the Freighties and Ben? Of course, Ben somehow escapes, probably with the help of the others. The Freighties are stuck now on the island since Kimi blew up the boat. Now there is a whole new war stewing on the island for next season. Okay. And then will we gain understanding of the whole Claire leaving Aaron behind and disappearing scenario and smiling about it? Of course we will. Claire is dead. We do not find out in we do not find out until this episode, so I'm not sure if that really counts to include in my number one answer. Here's how. She had internal bleeding from the house exploding, saw Christian Shepherd when she was going in and out of consciousness, then followed him and died somewhere. They will find her body in this episode. It's the only thing that makes sense as to why she saw Christian and why she was acting so weird. Yeah, I I, I think I she's, disagree with number four. Yeah, I, I, I think she's got some some good thoughts there. But I, you know, I just really hope that Claire's still alive. Well, do you think Claire's alive or do you think she's dead? I don't know. Okay. Then what do you but disagree with? I disagree with the fact that it's the only thing that makes sense because this is lost and nothing on this show makes sense. <laughs> good point. No, that's good enough. All right. Number five, we will find or will we find out who Jacob is? Well, I would normally be like, yeah, right. Like that will really like that will really happen. I actually do think that we will gain a little insight. Like I said before, I think that Locke is a huge part of this and Jacob needs Locke to survive. Hmm. I don't know that we really learned anything new about Jacob in this one. Other than we saw Christian Shepherd there. I don't think Christian Shepherd is Jacob. But he's definitely manifesting uh, some apparition of of Christian Shepherd, right. and that's I think that's being caused by Jacob. I, 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 I think I think this re, Jacob reminds me of uh, Psycho, the grandmother up in the. I never saw Psycho, so we should watch that together. I'm never gonna watch that. There's a reason I haven't seen that. We movie. should we should go for a road trip. Out in the middle of nowhere. On watch. Stay at a little tiny hotel. It's getting really close to my bedtime. You should probably (laughs) stop now. (laughs) Number six. Will we see? I have a question before we move on to number six. Go ahead. Okay, because we're talking about Jacob here. Clearly, Jacob manifested himself as Christian Shepherd. Uh huh. Okay. Is this is this is my question? This is this is my. It's not a theory. It's a question. Could Jacob somehow be related to Christian, Jack, and Claire? Christian, Jack, and Claire. Because they seem to be... It's Aaron. Jacob is Aaron. Jacob is Aaron. Yeah. Jacob is Aaron. Mm Mm-hmm. 
How can Jacob be Aaron if Jacob existed before Aaron was born? Because the people in the future are going backwards. <laughs> I don't. Ow, that hurt. <laughs> anyway, um, I don't know. Do you, do you see what I'm I saying? I see what you're saying, yeah. Because they seem to be, uh, I don't know. I think we're going to find out everybody on the island's related. Everybody on the island. That'd be cool. <laughs> okay. Or sick because, you know, half of them all slept together. Huh? We find out that they're all related. Oh, Anyway, they haven't half of them haven't slept together, have they? Saeed and Shannon and Kate uh, and Sawyer, Kate and so okay, Kate and yeah. Jack. Yeah, let's forget this whole everybody's related thing. <laughs> that, that, that'd that be a good Thank thing. Thank you. Yeah, that wasn't such a good thing to say. No. All right. Will we see Christian Shepherd, uh, Stephanie? Yep. What what did Lauren say is what I'm asking. She says, yep. That's what she said. All right. I agree with um, Christian Pruitt's Pruitt's. comment on this one. We will see him and Jack will get to talk to him. I don't think Jack got to talk to him now. Did he? Jack talked to him when he was fixing the light bulb in the the, flash forward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. You're absolutely right. You are. I know. I'm always right. Thank you, Mark M. How many times will <laughs> Locke say, don't tell me what I can't do? And she says at least once. No question. Uh, he might push uh, push for two. I don't know if he actually did say that in this one. I don't know, but he annoys me, so it doesn't matter. Number eight. How many ghosts will we see, if any, and who will they be? As much as I would love to say that Charlie will show up, I really don't think he will. Um, list of ghosts for this episode include only Christian and Claire. And I don't know if Marvin Candle is a ghost, but I think that Locke will see him in the orchid, whether by video, ghost encounter, or the crazy man has been living there the whole time. <laughs> he always appears in a new station somehow. Why not take a long shot? Very cool. I think she got a lot of that right. We did see Chris, Christian. We saw Claire and we did see Marvin Candle. So good, good stuff. Lauren's pretty good at this prediction stuff. All right. How I think will the, Lauren has a, I think she's got a connection. I think so. How will the finale end up? I don't know about you. But if this episode does not show us how the heck Locke is going to move the island, I'm going to be disappointed. Which it did, Frozen Donkey Will. Okay. That wasn't Locke. That was Ben. Not fully, but disappointed nonetheless. This goes back to explaining why the Oceanic Six actually got found. The island wasn't there anymore. Locke was successful in moving it, so they couldn't find it, and it made it easier for normal people, like the Coast Guard, to find them. Then I think that it will end up with bearded attic. Bearded Jack. attic. I got it. So sorry. I'm, one eye is very blurry right now, so I understand to blink it a lot. Okay. Then I think that it will end up with bearded attic Jack yelling at Kate that they have to go back. But oh no, Lost will never, never, Lost will not leave us there. There will be. One more scene. This scene, I cannot predict. I do not want to predict it. I want it to leave me like last season's finale did, wide-eyed, open-mouthed, and dreading having to wait until next season to find out what that was all about. So there you have it. Sure, there may be some long shots out there. 
but what good is it not to play along and let everyone know your crazy theories? Hey, I might even get some right this year. Until next time, stay lost. That's right. That's awesome. She did a good job. She did a very good job. And Lauren, we apologize for waiting until now to discuss some of these things. But uh, no, I it, think that it's good because it makes us think about what actually happened. Yeah, exactly. And and everybody that's listening. So. I mean, I haven't thought about Lost in. I know you haven't. A long time. I know. Well, like which, even not with you hounding me. Right. When can we do a Lost? I mean, I just. I'm getting back into Lost. I'm, be, I'm back. I'm, I'm feeling it. February is coming quick. I yeah. know it is. I know. It's coming quick and I'm getting excited and with or without you, I'm podcasting weekly. So, okay. It's all good. I will make it here as much as I can. I understand. Peter Cochran wrote in. He sent us a special message and the subject was White Rabbit. Will you read that, Steph? Yep. Hi, Cliff. Was just rewatching White Rabbit today and noticed something peculiar. When Jack first sees his dad in standing, in, standing the in the water, Claire says she isn't feeling well. And while she is unconscious, Jack sees his dad several more times. Jack does not see him again after she wakes up. Claire also alludes to some horoscope knowledge when talking to Kate in the epi- in the episode. I'm not sure how it fits together, but perhaps Aaron is the future Jacob and is protecting Christian Shepherd on the island to try to communicate to Jack. Sounds wacky, but the coincidence jumped out at me while watching, and someone's probably mentioned it before. Stay lost. Stay lost. All right, Peter, that's very interesting stuff. Is that where you got the whole... I think that's where I got the whole idea that that Aaron is the future Jacob. And so... Nifty. Anyway, Stephanie, we do have some lost in the news, but I think we're going to hold it off till next week. All righty. So that is going to wrap it up for here. This has been a podcast for plus members only, and we are excited to be back. And uh, we will be back next week with the rest of these show notes that I have here. Unfortunately, I had seven pages of them. I know. That's a lot. It's a lot. Anyway, we'll be back. Uh, We do want to tell you, though. If you haven't seen it yet, you need to go to the gspn.tv slash forum. Uh, that I've had a, a renewed focus on the forum and basically have been posting a lot of content there on a regular basis myself. And as a result, a lot of other community members have been checking that out. A lot of great conversations happening there. Go to gspn.tv slash forum and check it out. See what's going on. We'll talk to you soon and I'll see you online. Bye-bye. Oh, until next time, Stephanie. Stay lost. Stay lost.